Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from London is Andre Bywater, who's partner at Quartering. And today we're going to be talking about the new data transfer agreement between the U.S. and EU. Andre, first, thank you for joining us. And secondly, the new EU-U.S. data privacy framework replaces Privacy Shield, which had been struck down, uh, much like its predecessor, Safe Harbor. What's new with the new framework? Well, thanks, uh, Adam, for uh, inviting me to speak. It's really nice to be doing something with the SEC again. Um, yes, it's all brand new stuff, as it were, or is it? Um, there are similarities between this and the old system, but because of the, the court decision that you mentioned that struck down Privacy Shield, um, there's been a number of things that have to be put into place. Um, the, the European court, court's concerns were very much around kind of the activities of uh, the US intelligence agencies. So there's had to be some redress there to make sure that those sort of US signals intelligence activities are limited to what's necessary and that there's some sort of oversight there. And what that translates to in practical terms is that at the US end, um, there's been put in place uh, a two-level independent redress mechanism, and that has binding authority to apply remedial measures. And that's made up of two things. At this first level, if you're a citizen from the EU and the EEA, you can lodge a complaint with, it's a bit of a mouthful, the Civil Liberties Protection Officer of the US Intelligence Community. And if you're not happy with the way your complaint's treated, then you can go to a, a second level. And this is really the, the really new thing uh, in that you, it, 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 what you do is you go to what's called the US Data Protection Review Court. And that court has investigative powers and so on to look into these complaints. Um, and it can make orders like having personal data deleted and so on. Um, but this is controversial for some people. Some don't agree that this is a, a real court. And we'll, we'll come on to the, what may be a challenge to the whole system soon, but that, that could be one of the weaknesses if it gets challenged. It sounds definitely on the complex side. Now, can personal data now simply be transferred from the EU to the US without doing anything else? Or are there any special hoops organizations need to hop through? Definitely hoops there, Adam. Um, there's a, a self-certification system that's been set up that US organizations have to go through, and that's administered by the, the US Department of Commerce. Um, you go onto their website, you'll see there, there are lots and lots of FAQs and guidance, um, goes into real detail. Um, and you have to make sure that you, first of all, you're eligible to participate in the scheme, and then you get into the system and you've got to do a whole list of things to go through. Um, you've got to make sure that you know, you're going to be telling people about what you're doing, about your data processing, that there's uh, accessible dispute resolution, um, there's accountability for further transfers. I won't go into great detail, um, but a really, really key thing is also sorting out your pri privacy statement, your privacy policy. Um, and then you put all that in place, you send that off, and then if all goes well, you'll get put onto what's called a data privacy framework list. So that becomes a public document that people people can see. Um, but that's not all you have to do because you have to 
annually you have to sort of recertify as it were so it's, there's quite a bit of work involved and i've just touched on the surface of, of some of the things that have to be done now uh, you've touched on the surface but i'm already thinking about failure points uh, to be on the lookout for what i mean here is what are the easy mistakes organizations could make that would leave them out of compliance right i think um the key one for me is really making sure that your privacy policy is really, really up to scratch. Um, you, you know, organizations may be thinking, well, we've got our privacy policy, it's okay, we've not had any complaints and so on. But I think you've got to take a very, or organizations have to take a very hard look at that. And they're going to have to go through in detail uh, and check that against what are called the, the data privacy framework principles um, to make sure that everything really is in place. And the devil's really in the detail there. So for example, if you've got HR transfers of data from the EU to the US, there's some special provisions in the DPF about that. So really go through that with a fine tooth comb because I think that's where people might make easy mistakes and they, they'd be out of compliance. And being out of compliance is, is easy to do, but not easy to redress always. Now, the, the UK is outside of the EU these days, as, as you well know. How does this affect data transfers involving the UK? Well, both the UK and if I, if I may also add Switzerland to that, they're also part of this new DPF scheme. Um, but although the, the scheme says that they are, if you like, the, the UK and Switzerland are part of it, if you like, the US has done its bit, its end, which is great. But on the UK end and the Switzerland end, there are still some things to be done. Um, this whole scheme, this DPF scheme, the Data Privacy Framework, has been kind of from the EU end decided by what's called an adequacy decision. And the UK has to make its own, it's called an adequacy regulation, to make sure that, if you like, things are right its end. And it's the same with Switzerland. So there's still a little, there's still a few steps to, to go. Um, you know, there are internal procedures, probably with parliaments and so on, and the regulators being part of that before you can able, you're, you're able to fully participate. So although on the US side it says, yes, UK and Switzerland are part of this, um, as I say, that doesn't mean that companies in the UK or Switzerland can start sending their personal data um, they're still going to have to use the existing mechanisms like so-called standard contractual clauses and things like that. But we'll, we'll get there soon, I'm sure. Okay. So the big question is, will this stand? Uh, Max Schrems pressed the case which defeated the last regime. Will he be trying to do the same thing again uh, ha or has he already begun? Now, you're absolutely right. This is the key point and, and it's funny whenever anybody talks about the DPF, there's, a, <laughs> there's always a comment about Mr. Schrems. Um, he's been very public about this. Uh, even before DPF went live a month or so ago, he was making it very clear that he, he didn't think that, um, that the new system was really anything new, that he still has lots of concerns. So yes, he has said that he will bring a legal challenge to this, like he did to the last two. Um, what I've understood is that we're not likely to see this, assuming that he does do it, uh, until maybe January of 2024. And what that means is that uh, if he brings that challenge uh, and if the court allow him to bring that, because that's another issue as well, because you don't just sort of turn up at the court and say, hey, I want this, this new thing annulled. Uh, lots of legal hoops to go through there. 
if it does have this case does happen normally european court cases take around two years until we get the judgment so you know I, I, to anyone who's listening who's worried about the possible challenge i mean i still think you know there's lots of good stuff in this the dpf still worth thinking about signing up to um but yes it's it, it's possibly fragile because there's this challenge that will i say almost certainly come uh and i'm not going to predict what the outcome of that challenge might be no predicting those kinds of things is definitely dangerous business so good to know that it may take some time for this to happen and organizations can't really afford to wait to see whether or not the latest lawsuit moves forward and is successful. What should people be expecting on the enforcement side? What should they be aware of? Well, certainly on the US side, they can expect quite a few things. Um, obviously, the, the, as you can imagine, the main enforcer here is going to be the US Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. Um, once you sign up in the US to the DPF, you will be subject to the investigatory and enforcement powers of the FTC. Um, and also the Department of Commerce that's administering the scheme, they can carry out spot checks. Um, you know, they can do that randomly, uh, or they can pick specific organizations if they see potential compliance issues. Um, like I said before, the key thing is making sure that your privacy policy is in place, that it's really up to scratch. So they'll, they'll be looking at that. And then very importantly as well, is that the Department of Commerce will monitor for false claims of DPF certification. Um, and if someone is making misrepresentations, that, that can be subject to enforcement by the FTC. Um, and perhaps another thing to not overlook is that if an organization ceases to exist, for example, you know, there's a merger, a takeover, a bankruptcy or something like that, they also have to tell the Department of Commerce about that. There are various requirements with that. Um, I say enforcement is really a US issue, um, but as I said, like on the UK side, there are, we still got this little period where we've got to wait for things to happen. And who knows, it may be that companies in the UK perhaps think they don't have to do anything um, until, you know, make, carry on making their transfers, waiting for the, for the whole DPF to, to start running. That'll be a mistake. They, they should really have other tra data transfer mechanisms in place to make sure that they're covered for that period. Good advice, and like anything with privacy, it just grows ever more complex year to year. Uh, so I'm sure that there'll be much more for people to be on the lookout for. Well, Andre, thank you for taking the time to share these insights with us today. I wanna thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>